Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode number 36 of the Soul Rollers podcast. My name is Jackson Gage, and I'm here with William Dennis, aka Turner Smiles, and uh, we're here for another week of jujitsu and the life and self mastery. And uh, William's got the dope jujitsu mug there, and it says, "I think it says roll until the belt turns black." Yeah, keep rolling until the belt turns rolling. black. Yeah, that's a dope. My wife got me that. Right on. That's a good present. See if she'll get me one. That'd be pretty <laughs> dope. Um, so first off, we got to start off with the. Uh, with the gratitude. I think that's what we should start everything with, including our days. And yeah. uh, so just thank you to everybody who's supporting us. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, they had that Spotify wrapped up deal. And uh, man, a lot of people sent us, you know, that this was their top podcast or, you know, they've listened to so many hours. So thank you guys for that. Um, you said that uh, Jeff had hit you up and he listened to a bunch of hours of it. Uh, Every episode. Every episode, Irving too. Irving, shout out, Relentless Brand. Appreciate it, man. Listen to every episode. Carl in Arizona, appreciate you, man. Um, Dorothy, she wrote us a really nice, she put a post up and put a really nice post um, just kind of praising what we're doing. So we appreciate that greatly. And uh, yeah, anybody else that's been listening, uh, some other people hit me up too, but I fucked up and didn't write it down. So um, we thank you for listening and uh, it's pretty dope, man. Uh, it, on that rap thing, it said we had, because I think we're like, we've been listened to in like 20 something, 23 countries. But in the past year, there were nine new countries that we were listened to in. And uh, the top countries were Australia, Japan, and Singapore. So shout out to Japan, Australia, and Singapore. Uh, special shout out to Australia having a rough time over there, you know, being locked down the way they are, whatever's going on with the government. So, uh, Thanks for listening to us while you're going through that. Appreciate it. And um, so let's see, further further shout outs. Uh, oh, I want to give a quick shout out to um, a couple new white belts at our school, Andy and Jason. They're in the Navy, I believe. Jason is the big kid I was telling you about. And uh, they, they, they started uh, listening to the podcast recently. So, and they've been trying to bring other people in from their, uh, from the military or whatever. So um, Andy was showing a bunch of love on the page last night, liking a bunch of our videos. So we appreciate it guys. Um, if there's any questions you have, hit us up and we'll, we'll try to answer those for you. Or if you see me in class, hit me up and um, we'll answer it on the show. So, uh, and they've been super consistent too. So good shit guys. Uh, yeah. Welcome, man. That's uh, we're building this community and we're happy to have you. So yeah, for sure. we're blessed. So, um, what else we got going? We do have a listener voicemail and it's kind of a funny one and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I just want to also shout out, I went to a seminar, um, at North Park Jitsu um, on, I think Monday, I don't know what day it was, Wednesday, Wednesday night. And it was, um, a professor named Orlando Montero and, uh, Brazilian dude lives in Hawaii, has a school in, uh, Kona by the water there. Um, really cool, really cool guy, you know, world champion, solid dude, funny, taught a really good class, uh, a bunch of variations on collar sleeve, that, that's his game, so um, yeah, shout out to him for that, and then 
also the shout out to there was another there's another kid visiting from ecuador his name's felipe laura l-o-r-a you guys should check him out he's like a little uh, wizard man purple belt dude freaking really good really nice kid man you never would think that he would kill you if you've seen him you know really nice laid-back kid with his glasses reading a book there when i walk in but just freaking killer you know and uh during the seminar the Professor Montero was rolling with everybody and then him and this kid started to roll and man they freaking went they started going they were getting after it man to the point where everybody there there had to be like 30 people in there you know everybody stopped rolling and just watched and then they rolled around and then they rolled another round and then they rolled another round and they were getting after it man and that's one of those moments where everybody's quiet man and they're just freaking going and that that was a that was a pretty cool experience to see that so what, uh, when you say getting after it, what does that look like? Cause uh, I know you last week you brought up like rolling with a spazzy white belt and what's the difference that you see when you see someone go at it at that high level. And then when you see two spazzy white belts go at it and I'm not insulting the spazzy white belts cause I was one yeah. and I still have, uh, in, issues with that at times, but yeah, the, the difference is that they're getting after it and they're exchanging technique you know they're exchanging technique but they're going you know they're not there wasn't you know they weren't taking they weren't flowing you know they were freaking going three freaking rounds let's go again let's go again and everybody's just sitting there it was a really dope moment man and uh yeah man to see that that level of to be able to go that hard and exchange high level technique is just in watching the mastery of somebody who's been who's really fucking good is you know it's, it's an amazing thing, man. You know, and yeah. it makes you see what's possible. As well. And it looks like, it doesn't look like two cars wrecking into each other either. Exactly. You like, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just like, you see two cars crash and they just fall over. It's just like, Ugh, I'm dead. But when you watch people, like, it's almost like a dance or it's like water flowing, like in a river. It's really amazing to watch like a high level experience of it. Like you're explaining. And that's why I'm trying to like hone that in or bring that to the forefront because there's something special about it. Like when I watch uh, my professor do the simplest movements, I'm like, wait a minute, it does not feel like that or look like that when I do it. Why? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, just listening. Well, if you go to, you guys go to, uh, Orlando Montero, um, really solid dude, positive dude. Um, he, uh, one of his, one of his videos, cause his, his game is collar sleeve. He was saying, you know, that's what his, his favorite position is. And so he has some videos on there of him playing collar sleeve. And when he's teaching it, it's so, there's so, you know, it's collar sleeve. Okay. And then he starts digging into the details of this move, you know, and it's like, holy fuck. And he's showing us if he does this, I do this. If he does this, I do this. If he grips here, I do this. Then I can do this. Then I can do this. And you start becoming amazed. You're just watching. You're like, fuck. Fuck, he has an answer to every movement, every fucking twist of the goddamn, any movement of the opponent. This is what I do when he does this. This is what I do. I'm like, fuck, man. And then you see two guys with that levels, you know, going at it. And it's, 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 uh, it's pretty awesome, man. So I love that. I'm glad you shared that. It's really cool because it, like one book I read, I think it was called The Talent Code. And it was really like breaking down this idea that people are just really supremely talented and others aren't. And it wasn't, that's not true. It's a myth. It's usually when someone becomes super masterful at something uh, and they were talking about like these really like mu musicians that are like amazing mastery level, like violinists and stuff like that. Um, 
in childhood, they watched a master perform their craft and were deeply inspired by watching it and, and like seeing the high level of skill. And that is what like enriched them enough to like seek out and desire to practice more and more and more to get that mastery level skill. It wasn't that they're innately talented. And so talent is like a myth. And I, that's why I really like that book. And what you're describing is like that, that craft and that's that mastery that's been a lot of hours of work on the mats have been put in to display that. And if you let that inspire you and bring out like, like inspiration in you to, to, to seek that similar path, you can have a, a very similar experience in life, a depth of human experience that is enriched for it. Exactly. Yes. That's a, that's an excellent point, man. And it, on top of that, just always making sure you're, we've said it before that you're not the most dominant in the room or you're not the best and that you've got to have people that are better than you or even much better than you in and around you, man, because that's how you get better. And some people like to, some people avoid that. And I've even seen it in jujitsu. There's some people who try to avoid rolling with people who are better, you know, who are going to get them or if, if they can, you know, and, uh, for me, it's like um, I, when I went in Monday to the to the noon class, I got to my partner was that was that Laura kid, and uh, he's really freaking good. And when you partner up, even when you partner up with somebody like that, he showed me two or three things just in fucking, you know, just minor things while we're drilling that I can use forever that are really good. He's like, no, I just grab here, grab here, and you do this. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I never would have known that, you know, if I wasn't drilling with somebody way better than me, you know what I mean? So um, it's good to surround yourself in any endeavor with people who are where you want to be, you know, very important. You got to just let your ego go and, and uh, you know, up well, that's, that way. that's jujitsu in a nutshell. It like beautifully surrounds you with like not only a high level mentor master like a black belt, but also the upper belts and those around you that can add to your experience and your learning. You know, it's it's there, there's this thing like you need to have people that are ahead of you people at your same level and people behind you and and that way you have like of like a like the trinity of learning you know there's a deeper experience there because there's a lot of learning you can learn from your peer who's right next to you learning alongside you uh they can still have something to show you that you don't see or that you're not uh like that doesn't come natural to you that that point of view that perspective and then the upper belts they 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 bring out like other in, in, you know inadequacies or whatever challenges that you haven't even you don't know what you don't know maybe you don't even know to get those grips you don't even know to seek out chaining those movements together um, they open that up to you and then when you roll with someone that's not as experienced as you you see how some of that actually makes sense why using the simple fundamentals makes more sense than trying to engage a spazzy white belt and like a, a muscle fight, you know, like I'm going to out muscle you, you try to out muscle me. Let's see who uh, snaps their bicep muscle first, you know? Yes, sir. It's like, Hmm. There's a lot of learning encompassed yeah, in um, all that. And to piggyback on that as well, it, um, you know, obviously having people that are better does is necessary always because you need to get, it's good for your soul because you need to realize you're not the best every day. You're never going to be the fucking best, you know, like you're never going to never going to be that jujitsu guy who, who dominates everybody. And you need that, you know, you need to know that. And then but having guys your level that you're rolling with, you know, your your training partners who you grow with, you know, you 
you make each other better because it's a it's always a stalemate you know like you you learn a new sweep and you're rolling with that same guy at your level he learns how to defend it so now you got to learn how to get around his defense and then he goes and you just keep going back and forth be back and forth getting better so the guys at your level it's it's you, you kind of climb the elevator you together you sharpen each other and then the guys who are below you you have a chance to show them what you know and if you can't teach it to a fucking kindergartner, you don't really know it. And as you try to show these guys, you try to teach some white belts some shit. A lot of the time you're like, fuck, do I really know what I'm teaching him right now? You know, it's a lot harder to teach it than it is to apply it sometimes. So it's good to have those guys around because you get better through teaching for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's, uh, I want to play this, this video, this recording room. We have one, uh, voicemail that got sent in and we got some other topics we want to talk about William had an epiphany the other day and I also wanted to t- just kind of talk about you know you know talk about white belts for any white belt listening you know just talk about that a little bit and then uh, but first we got a voice message and again guys if you send in a, if you want to send in a voice message you go to the uh, go to the episode and there's a little link that says like Spotify voicemail whatever you go into that you can leave a one up to a one minute voice message whatever you want a question a story something that relates to what we talked about we highly encourage if you're listening send in a voice message you know if you're listening from another country man just send in a voice message saying I'm listening from here whatever that would be dope and uh, if you're in Singapore whatever send it in so uh but here's the uh here's the voice message I'll give a little bit of a backstory on this one and it's uh so last week we were, I was talking about my, my yoga routine, my nightly yoga. And uh, I was talking about how I, I turn off the lights and put on candles and William wanted to jump in with the joke saying that um, I like get buck naked or some shit. What did you say? Oh, you said I rub oil all over my body. And so then we went further into it and said that I stream it live naked and shit. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And that being said, oh, that being so so this message has to do with that but that being said and I also smoke some weed when I do it most of the time at night that's my little my little spiritual time you know and it's and I put on some meditation music highly recommended for anybody who wants to relax and get your body right sleep good and uh just kind of connect and have some silence to yourself I actually had two people hit me up that that's that they they were trying that and it it fucking made my day man you know and it's one of them was someone I never would have, re- never would have thought. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm not going to say the names, but he hit me up. He's like, Hey, I, I just, I just smoked a joint, man. I'm about to do some yoga. I was like, fuck yes, bro. Fuck yes. And uh, so anyhow, you know, let's, let's keep moving toward our self-realization, feeling better and, and being the best men that we can be or women, if you're listening. Um, but let's listen to this message real quick and then we'll, we'll uh, go from there. Hey guys, this is uh, Albert from uh, San Jose, California, and just wondering if you could uh, share the link to uh, Jackson's there uh, yoga live stream. Uh, some of us here listeners, I'm sure, would be interested. Thanks. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that was the mess. <laughs> that was the message for the week um some dude in san jose wants to see uh my my live stream and naked yoga and shit so i mean i'm I'm not not the only one (laughs) 
<laughs> actually, um, you know, if for a small price, we're uh, we're you know, we'll uh, we'll send you any link you want, man. So so hit us up. Maybe send another message, and uh, we'll, we'll keep this conversation going, bro. We appreciate you. We appreciate you sending that in. I don't know. <laughs> This, uh, this podcast has taken a whole new uh, <laughs> message and we're going to a whole new OnlyFans and, and we're going to be all oiled up doing yoga. We're not going to talk about jujitsu anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, men's oiled up naked yoga streaming with marijuana. <laughs> that might be a new business, bro. Shit. We're going to be rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I do, it's funny how, because you never know what people are going to connect with in a, in a podcast because we're just flowing. We don't really know, you know, exactly what we're going to share. And then before we know it, something like that comes up. So it's very yeah. fun. Yeah. And we appreciate it. So thank you for sending that in. And we encourage more, more messages, man, whatever, more, whatever you want to send in, man, funny shit, serious shit, whatever we are trying. We want to yeah. connect with, with the listener definitely. And, and can, that's how we build this community. So I was talking about that yesterday after our roles. I was sitting on the mats with a couple of awesome guys, blue belts, and uh, <clears throat> I was just telling them, like, this is what we're trying to capture with the podcast. I want everyone to know the in- inclusivity and the the connection and the community and just how powerful it is. Like, when you go through your class and then you sit, uh, sit on the mats after and you, ch- you just talk about life, you're clear-minded, you're at peace, you don't have ego – because you just got your butt kicked for five rounds. You're just like peaceful inside. And so you sit there and you have deeper conversations, more connected, more attentive conversations and the, the race, religion, sex, you know, nothing else. Like there's no separation because we come to those mats and that sacred ground, very open and just very connected to what is. And when you face like yourself, so, you know, in such adversity and resistance on the mats, you're, you're, you're very open to just accepting whoever's across from you. It's really a cool experience. And I hope that that is what this podcast can represent. And the more people that are coming to the community and connect with the podcast, it's like, we're all sitting on the mats after some really good roles. And we're just talking about life and we're sharing our experiences and we're connecting. And that's, that to me is the, uh, the highest goal for this. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, yeah. The way that it, that, uh, it just clears out your clears out the ego, man, you know, and the ego is what creates all the separation, right? Yeah. Walk through life and you don't know people very well. Cause really you're just really solitary beings walking through life. You say, hello, how are you doing that type of shit to people? But I'm great. You know, and it, that's all just like surface level type shit. And do you really connect with most of the people around you? You know, you really don't, man. But when you, when you get in there and you, you know, you roll around with somebody now, now you've connected on a different level. And uh, all that ego stuff goes away and you can connect with the person. And that's what we're supposed to, you know, treat others how you want to be treated, you know, notice, realize that we're all connected and we're all the same and we're all on this journey together. And uh, we all bleed the same blood, regardless of what the ego has created as far as separation, religion, borders, countries, cultures, all that shit is, is really just nonsense. And really what we are as human beings on this earth. And that's it. We're all, we're all fucking brothers and sisters, man. And jujitsu is kind of a microcosm of that. Because yeah. I know anybody listening knows that the people that they share the mats with are pretty much their brothers and sisters, regardless of who they are. So jujitsu is the shit. Once again, yeah. jujitsu wins. Yeah. And that, that like religion and culture and all that stuff, it's, it's, I'm learning a lot about this from uh, Christmas talk is he's studying that uh, like maps of meaning that Jordan Peterson book, and he's breaking it down. And it's been a lot of fun to learn from him. 
uh, he talks about that where it's like, even with religion, it's like, there's a teaching of religion, then there's like the teacher. And then there's like, you know, the community that's like learning all of it, you know, like that's taking it in. And, and it's really important to like culture is, is all about like, like stories and myths and, and, and all the like history and all that stuff. It teaches us how to act, you know, it gives us the, the breakdown of like, what is most beneficial, like what's the most beneficial way the, to, to act in life, you know? And I think community is so important to that because it, it keep refining. It's like a refining process of your behaviors and your habits and your daily decisions to make you the most efficient, most truest, authentic form of who you are. And inside jujitsu, it's like that culture in jujitsu is one of strife and struggle and, and going against your ego and that resistance is there to hold you back and keep you safe, you know, and that, that comfort zone that you're, you've been hiding in your whole life. And you continue to strive through that and the, the challenges, the natural challenges and, and adversity that's just innate in jujitsu. And it's always changing and always coming up in different forms as you, you roll with different people. And it's just this perfect ground of human evolution, you know, and it's like, wow. So you need that culture almost to like, how should I act in this day and age, right? This time, you know, and you got to be a product of your time. Like this is, we were born in this time at this, in this time in society for a reason, but we can be mistaken and be misled if we're not following the right structures and how to act. If we get caught up in society's terms of how to act, which is like addicted to your phone and addicted to like, I got this new book called the dopamine detox. I'm, gonna, I'm excited to read it. Um, Cause it's like all these instant hits of instant gratification. It's like numbed us to like the, the true purpose of dopamine and, and how it could lead us down these paths of you know, realization. Instead, we just get these instant gratification hits where we're just like zombies to it now. And it's just, we need to detox from it. Yeah, And so for me, like the culture and the community is where like the greatest benefit lies with jujitsu. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Well, uh, for one, yeah, we're, we're really naturally, we're, we're tribal, we're tribal creatures, man, you know, and society has been set up to make us kind of solitary, you know what I mean? Or, or just in like small family groups and, and you stay, it's your family and, and you know, we're no longer a tribe and jujitsu provides us with a, with a, a tribe with a community which makes it just in itself it's a it's a healthy thing to be able to go into a tribe and and operate um on a on a daily basis the uh yeah yeah this is for the this is for the white belts man and this is like most of us know this and we've talked about it before but uh it's the, as more white belts continue to come in and you continue to grow and you realize how good jujitsu works it's it's crazy because the every single time man with with white belts with newer guys it's always the same thing it's always the first thing they have to learn is relax you know that's the first fucking thing and it's crazy how i don't know if it's the pent-up energy from from living in this like i said this solitary and, and almost like an encaged life where you're not you're outside of your community. You've never, you've never, uh, you know, gotten any type of uh, adversity, any physical adversity. And you come in there and you're with these guys who, you know, I mean, I know when I see a freaking, when I was brand new and I see like this fucking big ass fucking like purple belt or something, you know, you get like, fuck, I, I gotta, what do I gotta do? What the fuck am I gonna do right now against this big motherfucker, you know? But uh, 
it's just really important. I find myself every time afterward, because uh, usually they're like, is you have any advice or is there anything you can tell me here? And it's always, bro, just take it easy, man. Just, just calm down, get that under your belt first. Or, and the other thing I've been noticing too, and I don't, I didn't really do this, but I've been noticing that a lot of white belts will, as soon as they get their guard pass and they start getting smashed, they'll, they'll, they'll tap, you know, to get out of it. So I, I see that maybe it's because they're brand new, but uh, for the white belts listening, I haven't had a chance to tell you guys this, but, you know, definitely when you get in that position, that's like one of the best learning. That's one of the best mental learning positions that you can be in, in jujitsu, especially as a brand new guy. Like you, I would even venture to say, like, just let a guy pass your guard and get in a position to where you're getting smashed. And the, the first the first barrier here you're going to have to cross is being okay with being in an adverse situation and it will transfer over into your life as well you know because if you can't take it there it shows that you can't take pressure anywhere in life you know and then it shows that's a weakness right so how do we fix the weakness we put ourselves in the position and we uh we overcome that weakness so what i what i would do and probably everyone listening who's been through that is you get in that position and you're like in your mind you're like okay I don't know how to get out of this, but here's a chance for me to learn how to relax during adversity. So I'm just going to just breathe and just be okay with that. And that's a win for me for the day. I'm not going to spaz and try to buck you off and use all my fucking energy and hurt somebody. I'm just going to relax and figure it out slowly. Maybe go home, watch a video and see how to escape that shit and try that next time, you know, but, but really work on relaxing and breathing and being okay with these adverse situations and that was just the advice I wanted to give to any, any white belts listening. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You probably have something to uh, add to that. Yeah. Yesterday I was rolling and uh, I was rolling with one white belt. He's a pretty new guy. Uh, really, really cool dude. Really nice guy. And uh, I kept getting the knee slice on him. I felt like D for a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, is this what he always feels like getting these all the time? Because <laughs> I, I got it like four or five times as we were rolling, you know, in my passing, I was like, hmm. Um, and afterwards I told him, Hey, did you, did you feel like how I got that knee slice a lot? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I keep getting these grips and I'm like working against myself. And I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's it. You know, it's like, like what we talked about fear is your compass in jujitsu. It's like, let the greatest adversity, the greatest, uh, challenge that you face that day be the beginning of your, your learning. Like, okay, knee slice. How do I stop? My guard is something's wrong in my guard. If he can get that every single time, because it's not like I'm a pro at it, you know, um, I just, it was there and I went with the least resistance. Right. Um, and that's just more time on the mats experience. Not that I have extra skill sets or talent uh, aside from him. Uh, and so I was saying like the, the greatest amount of learning I did as a white belt was always like, what was the most difficult thing for me that day? Your worst day is your best. So like, man, I would, I got mount so many, someone got mount on me so many times a day. I couldn't get out. I was just struggling. I got my butt kicked. What did I do? I started researching, okay, how to escape mount, how to escape mount. I just focused on that. And I started working on my shrimping, working on this. Where do I, where do I put my frames? How do I get out? What do I need to be aware of? And that's like, it, it's so funny. Cause I, so much in a, in life, it's like, where are you most inefficient? Where are you most like making the most mistakes and eliminate that first before you can even begin to uh, put the pieces together to make forward progress. You know, we, a lot of times it's like, what can you eliminate first? Not what can you add to your life? There's so much that we need so much baggage we're carrying and so much extra stuff. 
uh, in life that we're taking with us that we need to release to give us the space to begin to learn. And a lot of times, like a spazzy white belt, it's like, we're so caught up in survival, like, oh my gosh, you know, I got to win. And it's like, that's the last thing you should be focused on. You know, it, it, it's, it should be more of like, how do I approach this with like a learner mindset? You know, like, okay, I'm not going to win, but what can I learn? And I think that is, you know, it, it's, it's only like expanded on as you grow through the belts. It's, there's always more to learn. And I think you have to go against your like biological, like wiring, because when someone gets on top of you, you're like freaking out, <laughs> you know, and that's like where you, you have to become more than what you've been. And that's the great journey of jujitsu. It, it makes you become better because you're, you're not going to be at the mercy of those instinctual reactivities, you know? Yeah. That's the power of it. You know? So what you're saying is like, look, learning to relax means like shutting off those alarm bells that we've been living by, you know, where someone cuts you off in traffic, you're ready to rip their freaking head off. Cause you're all pent up, you know? And I, I really think like, there's no outlets like that in our society. You know, we're supposed to conform and be quiet and, and gentle and all those things, you know, that don't match what's going on inside all the time. Yeah, man. Um, as far as that uh, being gentle and I was reading something the other day uh, some study they did that in the past hundred years and it's probably even more before that today's society men's nat men's like uh, homeostasis testosterone levels are way lower than they were a hundred years ago you know 50% lower, wasn't it? It's like 50% as much as what 70 year old men testosterone was a hundred years ago or something. Yeah. It's a fucking huge difference. You know, it's a huge difference. And that's because, you know, this society is, is slowly making us super soft. And, uh, and I don't, I mean that to me, that that's not the, that's not a good thing because testosterone keeps us, keeps us strong. It keeps us young longer. Testosterone keeps us um, healthy. It keeps us, it's like the all cause mortality rate goes down by like fucking thousand percent. If your testosterone, if you have a higher testosterone level, um, you don't, there's a bunch of disease. You don't get heart disease, all this shit. You know, as soon as your testosterone drops, you open up to all kinds of disease. And, uh, a lot of that is, well, obviously 100% it's a lifestyle we live. And, uh, I think jujitsu is, I think jujitsu assists with that because it keeps us doing the, the things that keep our testosterone high, you know? So um, just want to throw that in. Cause you said how people are getting soft, you know, and then also intermittent fasting, just to throw in there, intermittent fasting will raise your testosterone levels. If you can fast 17, 20 hours a day, your testosterone will shoot up, you know? So I raised my testosterone by like 300 points just by intermittent fasting, man, for a year. So, um, and jujitsu, those two things. But um, also to the white belt, spe speaking of that, when, when you're done with the role, and because I noticed not all of them do this either, when you're done and you're getting, you're, you're getting fucking knee slice, knee cut pass over and over, when you're done, this is what I would always do, and I'm sure most people, is you, you grab the, the blue belt or the purple belt and you tell them, what was that you were doing and how do I stop that? And 100% of the time, they're going to tell you, no one's ever going to be like, no, that's my secret. That's how I beat white belts. You're not going to fucking fit. I'm not going to tell you that, bro. It's always going to be like, well, you do, you can do, they're always going to give you an answer. Here's what I'm doing. And here's how you can stop it. 
right? Because it makes that person better when you can stop what they're doing because then they got to find a way around it. So uh, we, we, all, we all help each other. So ask questions, definitely ask, ask questions. And then like William said, let go of the need to try to, we talk about this all the time, let go of the need, take the idea of winning a role out of your goddamn head, throw that shit in the trash. There's, you don't go into the fucking, you don't go into learning trying, trying to win. You know, you go into learning trying to utilize the technique that you're learning. And uh, if it doesn't work, keep trying that technique over and over because eventually, magically, it'll fucking work. But you got to keep trying it. But sometimes we hesitate to try these techniques because they're not working and we don't want to lose the fucking roll or get smashed, you know. But it's okay. Try pool guard and, and try and, and get past. And that's how you learn. So, yeah, that was our, our white belt level up session. Hope you guys got some value out of that. Share it with another white belt and uh, leave us a message on here if you have any questions for sure. Yeah. We're speaking from our own inadequacies as white belts. Like when we struggled, that's what we struggled with, you know? So it's not like, oh, we know better than you. We, no, we've done this too. Like, oh, yeah. Is- uh, yeah. Let me, let me, well, for the white belts, let me drop some, uh, I'll drop some, another fucking bombshell on you. Blue belts are fucking beginners too, and we don't know shit. So, you know, just, just keep that in mind. You know, it's, it's a humble journey. It's a humbling journey because we're blue belts and we're still fucking learning all this. We're just sharing stuff that we've learned. I don't, you know, I don't know much, but I know a little bit. And what I do know, I feel it's my job to share with people who don't know that yet, you know? So. Yeah. I loved what you were sharing about the disease, you know, like dis ease, like it's when your internal systems aren't functioning properly. You know, it's like if you got in your car and you, you floored the gas pedal and then you turned the key to turn it on, what would happen? The engine would be revved up, you know, it would be a very jolting experience. Like, whoa, I don't know if that's the right way to start your car, you know, like, so why is it the right way to like, if you jump out of bed, anxious and angry and upset, as soon as you wake up in the morning, probably not the best way to start your internal engines. Same thing in jujitsu. If you're rolling and you're just amped beyond belief and your forearms are exhausted because you're gripping on for dear life. Like you got to calm down that internal system. It's in dis-ease. And so the beauty of the container of jujitsu, it gives you that opportunity repeatedly with different people presenting you with different problems uh, in the forms of resistance and how they, they play jujitsu to learn how to begin to regulate that system. It's the same thing in your marriage. Like the issues I was having, like when I, we started the podcast, I was telling you, I suck at like writing shit down and planning it on a calendar and scheduling it. Like it's, it's the bane of me. It's that knee slice that I constantly keep getting knee sliced over and over and over again. And I don't know how to stop it. So I speak it out into the world and be like, I suck at communicating with my wife about my plans. Cause she wants to do something. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I got this. She's like, you didn't write it down. I didn't even know it happened. I'm like, Oh shit. I don't want you to know about it. Cause then if you know about it, you'll make plans to can- ah, all this dis-ease in my head and it's causing her issues and i'm like oh shit i'm a white belt in my marriage (laughs) you know like i'm a white belt in my partnership with you there's times where i have a shit day and we're supposed to do something together and you're like bro and i'm like ah i'm sorry bro you know it's that's how we live our lives and the more we can live into the containers that strengthen our ability to regulate our internal systems and operate correctly and do the fundamentals correctly like you know, taking care of ourselves and doing the morning routines and eating healthy and doing those things in life. Same thing with doing the proper fundamentals in jujitsu. 
get your frames. What do you, you know, don't let me knee slice you like that. Same thing, dude. We're trying to eliminate that dis-ease and you do that through adversity, not through comfort. So I think it, you highlighting dis-ease is really important. Oh yeah. Fuck. I didn't even know I meant, did I highlight? Fuck. Did I say that? Um, well, yeah. that's what I heard. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm yeah. just really No, I, I talk about dis-ease pretty often, man. Um, and also like, you know, a lot of, a lot of high level spiritual or prosperity teachers, Bob Proctor, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, you know, they talk about dis-ease. Like you said, dis-ease, any disease, any disease stems from a dis-ease of your internal system in your mind. You know, if you're out of alignment, stressed, unhappy, angry, you know, those things break down your immune system and disease has a place that that's a fertile ground for, for disease to grow. You know, any kind of disease you can think of, that's where it grows, man, in, in a diseased mind. So that's why we talk so strongly about getting your mind in alignment in a positive, happy place and uh, living a joyful life with a good attitude on a daily basis. And you, you can avoid all kinds of shit, all kinds of sickness, all kinds of whatever, just from, uh, from doing that. But it's a disciplined life. It's a path. I call it the path of the higher man, you know? So yeah, man, good, good yeah. point there, man. And that's what, you know, I mean, when you look at this journey, it's like, you got to understand your mind is a tool, just like your car, just like your cell phone. It's a tool your emotions, like your emotional state, that's energy in your body. That's a vibration in your body based on the thoughts you're thinking, your body starts experiencing. It's like when, when you think about getting into a cold shower, go turn on the cold water, like as cold as it can get and go stand next to the shower. Like you're going to get in it and you're going to start feeling like vibrations are like the back of my neck starts tingling. I start feeling tense in my shoulders. Like my body is preparing for acute stress. Like it's going to be a short-term amount it knows it's going to happen. It's not going to like it. It doesn't want to do it. And I start like feeling stress in my body that you're, you're feeling the energy in your body, like having a physiological reaction. That's, that's a powerful awareness to have, you know, and, and that those are all like that thinking is a tool. Emotions are a tool. Your physical abilities are a tool, your arms, your legs, everything we use in jujitsu, it's tools. And if you learn certain ways of using the tools correctly, like jujitsu teaches us, you can have a, a pretty uh, influenced outcome. Like a, you have a result that you're desiring. And those are all things that we're trying to get into uh, synchronicity or alignment, like you're talking about. And that's our responsibility. Like our society has been built on years and years and years of people struggling. You know, when we, this tribe that we all started to be, you know, we started in very small tribes and we started building like communities. Like when you think about like how the Indians lived, like Native Americans on, in the in the plains, and they were very tight knit groups that really like some people were stronger in other areas and they all they all benefited each other. And that's grown and grown and grown over over like all of through our ancestors and has allowed us to have a society that's very soft now, not with the intention of making us weak and pansies. But it was just like, hey, there's so many benefits that are available to us in nature and all these things. And we started, our technology started emphasizing and making them really, really banded to where we can fly in the freaking air all over the world and all these cool things. But there's like an antidote to that where it's like, we've got too much comfort. We've got too much ease. And now you need to find containers that, that innately have in them the, the voluntary struggle you need to seek out to not get caught up into the ease of the society, right? Yeah. I want to take responsibility for that, not blame society and the government. 
I want to take responsibility for me and my decisions and my disciplines that, that provide me a path to become better. And that's where we struggle is medicine at the wrong dose becomes poison. Same thing with anything else in life. Everything is, is equated to that. It's our responsibility to know where the point of diminishing returns is, right? I train jujitsu 18 times a day, you know, and just think that our body's going to be able to handle that. It doesn't make sense, you know? And, and that's where we really got to start honing in on like these containers that the sacred containers like jujitsu, I see my marriage as that my marriage exposes me to so many different adversities that I need to overcome and, and get rid of dis-ease inside me. Um, friendships, you know, partnerships like you and I have, um, you know, the community of jujitsu, it, it exposes to me where I, I'm struggling all the time, but in a loving way to make us better. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, man. That's uh, speaking of the disease. And also, well, let me write this down so I don't forget my two points. Disease. Okay. First point. Um, <laughs> the, uh, it, as far as like indigenous people, man, uh, I mean, it seems like we're, we're almost, there's a group, there's a large portion of society who's moving back toward a more sacred connection with nature and life and God, man, you know, like it's just kind of being forced. I don't know if it's because our, our interconnectivity around the world and everybody learning more, you know, in our mind and our consciousness is expansion, expanding from, from these ideas that have kept us in a box for so long. And now people, you know, there's, you can't keep people in a box when they're connected around the world with people learning new things consistently, you know? And so we're getting back to almost like a mindset of indigenous people, you know what I mean? Uh, more psychedelics indigenous people all use psychedelics and connect and uh there was a time when everybody you know was indigenous and living that life and then you know what happened in most cases in most countries all indigenous people have been taken from their land and placed in a box you know and placed in the society so those ways of life have been stomped on and uh and that's uh, um to me that's th those are the those are the happiest people you know, they're living, a, they're living as close to one with God as you can. You know, there's, there's no cages on that lifestyle. So um, anyhow, shout it's out almost to the like, indigenous people. It's, it's almost like with the indigenous, like that was a pathway that we are on as a, as a culture. And like, there was this other pathway that kind of branched off with like ease and like, you know, numbness and these other little like instant gratifying things. And it kind of misled us, you know? I was reading that recently. I don't know if it was Chris Matakis or someone else, but they were talking about pathways. And when you, it may have been Jordan Peterson, I don't know, um, pathways where it's like, when you notice that like there's a fork in the road and you see that path and this is, it's that common sense shit that like, it's not common practice, you know? Like, yeah. cool, I get it. I get like the saying, I hear that shit all the time. It's almost like cheesy. I hear it so much, but like the experience of it, like when you choose that, cheesy saying and you live into it it's a whole different thing it means something different um and it was like what i was telling you about the chess experience i had yesterday i think it was yesterday and uh it's like that other pathway where it's like that's a more difficult pathway it's going to re require me to face adversity to struggle to to overcome resistance that i don't want to face ding 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 there you go it's the same thing when you're rolling it's like i want to tap right now because i don't want to face this adversity this hurts i don't like this it's scary it's acute stress right like not chronic stress chronic is when it's every day all day long you wake up feeling like shit you go to bed feeling like shit 
that's bad, like bad to a, an internal system. Um, and I think that's like what we should be looking for is like, what are the containers? And when I say container, it's like, what is the experience of life that you're having, the circumstance or the people that you're interacting with that it requires adversity and resistance to be faced and overcome and a shedding of the old you that would be fearful of that. And you step into the person that's kind of craving it, looking forward to it. And I'm starting to like barely start to feel like this craving and this joy when I show up to class now. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And there's this little part of me that's still freaked out and scared. And it's like the other day, coaches just saying, yeah, pick a partner. And I'm like, okay, which one of these, these mother, you know, which one of these motherfuckers do I least want to roll with right now? And Jeff was sitting over there on his knees, ready to go. And I'm like, ah, shit, he's going to whoop my, yep. Jeff, you want to roll? All right. And sure enough, I got my ass whooped, but it's like, I need, there's some part of me that's craving that. Like, what are you afraid of? Go to it. You know, it's like that Joseph Campbell quote I was talking about. It's like, it's less that people are seeking the meaning of life, but what does it feel like to be alive? Like you can lose the role. Like I did not win. Like if there was like a scorecard, I would have not had good score against Jeff, but I felt so alive afterwards. Yeah. You know, that that's the journey. It's the performance. How do you continually grow through adversity to improve the, the performance you're going for? Right. It's not the win, the outcome, it's the performance, it's the progress. Like how do that's so much more fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so that's beautiful. I love to hear when Jeff whoops your ass. So <laughs> Jeff, out of everything you just said, that lit me up, bro. That fucking made me happy. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I want to choke. I want to roll with you, bro. I just feel like choking you. Whenever I see you, like in your D, I'm like, fuck, man. Like Vic uh, Rivalry put up that picture of you. Um, and there was a guy in a seated guard and you look like you had your hands out. You look like you were like putting a spell on him or some shit. I'm looking at you. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to fucking choke William. God damn it. That's a thought that came in my head when I saw you, bro. This is a jujitsu thing, you know, like, fuck, I, I want to fight that motherfucker. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, not, not literally, you know, but, um, the, uh, just to rewind back. Cause that second point I had written down, I never got to it, but, uh, the, when we we're speaking of dis-ease, and you, you, you talked about marriage and a, and a good example of that was when I was going through my divorce, man, was, uh, I was, I was like, there was a point where she was being so hard on me that mentally I kept getting sick, man, because I was so stressed out and I found myself with sore throats and fucking couldn't operate, you know, and that's a perfect example of dis-ease creating sickness in your body. And that, that's why we have to avoid those things, you know, whatever stresses us out, man, we got to avoid that. And sometimes you can't avoid it. And so you have to really stay disciplined with, with everything you're doing. And uh, I mean, now just to update, cause I don't want to make her seem like a monster and shit now, like I did the whole 17 years of the, and this is for anybody who has gone through a divorce, single dads. I know we have some listening. Um, now, after that we divorced and our, you know, I, like you said, I did, I learned so much in that 17 years of being married so much about myself, you know, you have to jump into it to learn it, but it doesn't have to be something where you have to learn it forever. You know what I mean? It's just, we just continue on and our, our relationship is better than it's ever been. We've been able to foster a very fucking positive relationship between each other. Our kids, we meet once a week um, and have like a family meeting. We, we talk every day about the kids and our rides. And it's, it's like, it's, we have a family, 
a healthy, happy family. The kids are happier than ever. I'm happier than ever. She's happier than ever. And all we had to do was get rid of that government document that said we had to fucking stay together, even though we weren't happy, you know, and uh, everything's going really well. And that's possible for you fathers out there who are going through it, you know, like it, there's light at the end of the tunnel if you want to be positive about it and co-parent with the other parent. So, uh, and it can end up better than it was when you were together, you know, so that's what's happened for me. And I just want to throw that out there. But, but that stems from stress will fucking cause sickness in your body, man. So that was just a rewinding way back to what we were talking about. It was an example. Yeah. And yeah. those are the things like I talked about, like, what do you need to eliminate? Right. Let's stop trying to add things to our life. I need to do this. I need another job. I need more money. I need this. I need that. It's like, hold up. Like, let's clear out some baggage. Let's clear out some shit that doesn't need to be there anymore. And that's what therapy does. That's what coaching does. That's there's a lot of times it gives you the clarity to go, wait, what's not working? What am I trying to? Because a lot of times we're avoiding what isn't working and just trying to cover it up with things we think will make us feel better or work better later on down the road. It's like, yeah, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure with that kind of approach, you know? And so for you, removing that disease in your lifestyle, you know, whether it's in your marriage or whatever it is. And I'm not like saying, oh, just give up and just like divorce. It's you went through a process to get to that outcome. You know, like there's, there's a whole journey you took to find that as where you needed to be. And that's your personal journey and everyone's unique. And that's what I'm saying, like what you're dictating out, like the, the terms you're saying and the way you're experiencing life now with, with your kids and, and your, their, your ex, that's like what you want ideally for a marriage itself, like a union. It doesn't have to be marriage under the terms of like a government agreement thing. It could be a sacred union. It could be a partnership. It could be whatever you want it to be, as long as it's authentic to you. And I think that's what like jujitsu does. It's your authentic experience. It's whatever you make it. You're playing jujitsu, just like you play at life. But we don't look at it that we, we, we make, oh, well, marriage, I can't get a divorce. It's, you know, it's like, dude, it's all illusion anyway. You're making it up. You're the creator of your reality. <laughs> You're the one that set the terms. You, you set all the print, like, this is the, the laws that I live by as a human. That's not the ones I live by. So which one's right? I don't know, whichever works for you, just like in jujitsu. Well, I don't do triangles that way. Is it right? Does it work? Yeah. Okay. It's right. Exactly. There you go. And so we all need that space. We need the space in a container that can hold that space because what's beautiful about jujitsu, you can tell it's the right container because there's no end to the spaciousness of it. You can learn collar sleeve and then go, oh yeah, but did you do this? You're like, I didn't even know that was a part of it. You're like, yeah, you could do more. You can always learn more. There's no finish line. There's no end to learning. There's no end to the art of, of the movement where you can, you can always find more openings and more, more problems and more things to learn. It's never ending. Same thing with marriage, same thing with personal development, same thing with everything in life. That's how you know you're in the right space to be improving yourself. That's how I see it at least. Oh yeah. 100% man. That's work. Uh, that's another, that's another uh, product of society, man, is people get to a certain point and they don't push themselves to learn and grow anymore. You know, oh, I, I well, I did. So I, I, I hit the society checklist. I got my house, my car. I got a good job and I got married with kids. So I've done what I need to do at this point in life. Now I'm just going to continue through this comfort as, as discomfort, as uncomfortable as it may be. I'm just going to stay here because society says this is I've done what I'm supposed to do as a human. But it, it really doesn't stop there. There's always growth, you know, there's always growth. And it has to do with a lot of there's a lot of detachment involved in growth. You know, there's a lot of struggle involved in growth. 
when Theodore Roosevelt, you know, th- fucking Theodore Roosevelt, if you look at his bio, that guy did everything, man. He did all kinds of shit in his lifetime. He was always challenging himself. And when he, when he died, I guess like right next to his bed, they found like a stack of personal development books, you know, and through all that, he was president, everything he did, he's still reading how to get better through his whole life, you know, and uh, how many of us do that? You know, I mean, I do, but not, not it's, it's a, it's important, man. It's important to constantly, constantly grow and become the greatest version of yourself while you're here, because the time is very, very short. It's very short. It goes by in the blink of a fucking eye. So you have to make the most of it every single day. Love the people around you. Show gratitude for where you are at this moment and keep your vision strong in front of you. Never give up on that and, and continue to become the person who you want to become. Because before you know it, you're going to be sitting there in a rocking chair fucking in your last days. Yeah, that's going to happen. And it's going to happen to all of us, you know? So why not make the most of today? Cause this is all we have, you know, eternity is right now. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, the, the journey, you know, it's like, it's like the chess experience I had, like when you start to see some pieces come together, you start to see uh, the structures in which you can best interact with life, have the deepest human experience you can have. You know, and I talked about that yesterday. It's like he started showing us a new movement, but it, it attached and it, it connected to other movements we've been learning. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, whether you're passing or you're the, you're, you're, you have the guard, like I get it now, like whether I'm the black uh, or the white, you know, like the chess pieces, either one's the same. We're still, we're still working through fundamental movements. And as they present different fundamental movements, I present my own and we interact that way. Uh, I get the concept of chess and how it applies to jujitsu, but I didn't personally experience it. Real, real quick. Can you hear, keep that thought. Cause I want to go into that. We've got a few more minutes, man, but can you hear the guy blowing the leaves or is it, is it microphone not picking it up? Not very much of it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead on your chest thing. I'm going to, I'm going to close this window. Go ahead. Continue. And, and that's what like really inspired me to like be in awe, you know, like I was really excited and just in awe of, that idea like wait a minute like the concepts as long as we stick to the concepts and and understand the fundamental movements then we get to interact with the other person's movements and joy of you know and i think i said that to uh uh irving the other day we were talking and i'm like oh like art is joy in motion like it's like when you see art, like whether it's a painting or you see someone doing jujitsu, it's like they're experiencing joy in the moment and it, you're watching it happen. And that to me is like a very fulfilling experience, whether it's martial arts, whether it's, you know, musical arts, whatever it is, art is joy in motion. And it's like, whether you're witnessing it or you're, you're doing the, the, the art itself, there's benefit to it. It's like what you said, when you watch those high level guys roll, it's like, wow, you're watching art in motion. Like you're watching it unfold in front of you and you get to be inspired by that. And that's what I think is like the call to feel alive. It's a spark in our soul. Like that's our soul's calling is to interact with life in that way, to have a deeper experience because of that, like be called to that joy and that fulfillment and have that go on. So because you can, can, can contain, what did you say? Cause you got off the, the chess idea and we got a few well, minutes there, but, but well, the chess idea is that it's that joy and art in motion, right? It's like someone else's chess pieces are moving in art. It's an art form. 
and mine are moving in art. It's an art form. And then they collide on the board and they interact with each other. You know, their movements dictate like, okay, he made a movement there. there I have these options to counteract his movements. And I just didn't like in the experience because I was a spazzy white belt, so to speak, that title, right? Um, I was so panicked and my internal state was so dislodged. Like it was just so upset. I couldn't put those pieces. I couldn't see the beauty and the art and the joy and the, the flow of it. And now I had that experience where I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like now this movement connects there. And it's like the flow. I felt it and I saw it and I had that internal experience of it because I had calmed my internal systems down a little bit more than normal to see it finally, you know, and uh, it's taken time. And that's what I'm like, wow, that's what I want for everyone to experience with this art. Are you, do you play, are you a chess player by any chance? Do you no, agree? I've never really been. Oh, I, bro. I'm okay. very amateur with it. Okay. So I, this, maybe that's why you were, well, that's 100% why you weren't, didn't make the total connection. If you haven't played chess a lot, then that's 100% why you didn't make, you got to be playing chess, you know, to make that really see the connection too. Um, I, in the last few years, I've started playing chess a lot with my daughters and, uh, you know, it's a good, it's really a good mind game. It's strategic. And one of the biggest comparisons there that you learn as you go through jujitsu, as you get better, you see how it's really like chess. And I'm not even to that level where I can apply it, but in chess, as you get better at it, you start looking four to five moves ahead of your opponent. Like literally you're sitting there watching. Okay. If I do this, she's going to do this. But if I do this, this will open that. But if I do this, this guy's going to fucking go down, you know, and you're looking and all of a sudden, as you play more, you start seeing all these moves ahead of time. And so everything you do is five moves ahead of what, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's yeah. another way that it really applies to jujitsu. And I'm not at that level in jujitsu by any means, but I know that that is jujitsu, right? Yeah. So uh, just well, like the guy teaching that collar sleeve the other night, he was, he was, he was showing two or three moves ahead just from like a break, grip break. The guy, okay, if he breaks your grip, I need, I know I need to get back to this position. So I'm going to do this, this, this. He's probably going to react this way. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, man, you know, but once they, you know that, like you got to be safe and secure internally to calm yourself down enough to have clarity of mind, to be able to make those plans, those, those, those understandings. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so I guarantee you when you're playing chess with your daughters, you're not stressing about your bills. You're not, you're focused in the moment. You're like focused on them and their movements and, and present. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I love about jujitsu. It forces us to become present and, and work toward calming that system to be able to begin to gain clarity of movement and of fundamentals and, and what we're doing and why we're doing it. Because I, I think when I was a kid, I was always so stressed out. I, you know, even as an adult, when I was a cop stressed out all the time, I never had moments of clarity, like whether that's sitting in silence in nature or that's meditation, or that's sitting on this podcast with you where I focus in on what we're talking about, or that's training jujitsu or it's spending time with a loved one or an intimate moment with my wife or something, you know? It's a very present experience and there's not a, a dis-ease inside you if you're truly feeling that and experiencing that. And that's what I want to like hone in on with the spazzy white belts, that kind of experience is that's what we're, we're, the reason we're bringing it up is to like all of us move towards that peaceful internal state so that we can begin to plan life and play life like chess and like jujitsu. And when you apply that to your life, you apply that to your, I would just got freaked out about the schedule and you know not writing shit on the the family board you know my internal system is in disease you know yeah we're just trying well, to the other there. that's 
the uh well as far as the oh you didn't yeah you didn't write it down on the board you fucked that up were there plans were the plans were well were her plans written down uh not necessarily uh, she did put down like the appointment she had but it like i said it's an inner it's a it's a dance where we're both stepping on each other's toes yeah, you know both gotta write shit down and it, again, the, uh, argument of right or wrong does it work it doesn't work because it upsets her it upsets me it doesn't work so you don't write it down yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. work when you're, you're trying to put a family together and doing all these things and that's difficult but as far as the chess uh and you were talking about spazzy white belts or whatever you don't well two things one i believe that chess can improve your jujitsu so if you get good at chess it'll it, it it's like working out your mind and it relates right into jujitsu so you know maybe start playing some chess if you're listening and uh and also when you, when you start the chess game for spazzy white belts you don't take the fucking queen and just run through all of the fucking all the pawns you, you can't just go all the way to the king and fucking checkmate i won and that's what a spazzy white belt is doing you're trying to fucking win the game from the start you know and uh it's going to take a shit ton of moves to get to that king and and a shit ton of strategy and and a calm mind to get there right so you can you can take that calm mind that you're learning in in chess and that strategy based approach and bring that over and as i started playing chess with yeah i'm going to have to get going as i started playing chess i it's it's one of the, it's just like jujitsu you suck at first and then you start you start being able to see more of the game as you go and uh it really translates to to jujitsu good so that that was a good topic that you brought up and and chess is is chess is huge so i know we got to get going here yeah i got to get going i got a cryo actually we'll talk about that next time i got my first uh my first time going to cryotherapy right now so we can i can give an update on that on the next one Awesome. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, man. So, uh, all right, let's get the next one on the board so I don't get in trouble. And then, uh, we'll continue to work through disease and, and become better. Yeah. And become better. And, uh, yeah, man. So thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Send in a message. If you can leave a rating and review, subscribe, tell somebody about this, tell another white belt, you know, so we're, we're trying to give as much value as we can to anybody listening. If you have questions, man, it's a good way to, to do it is to leave a message and, uh, We'll try to get you a link to my naked yoga streaming if anybody wants that, you know, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So thanks for listening. And I don't know, you got anything, William, before we go? No, nah, just uh, super grateful, man. Christmas coming up. Baby's coming soon. Excited, blessed, grateful, um, and just happy to be putting pieces together and starting to see chess in, in the form of life and marriage and jujitsu and everything. So I love you guys. I'm grateful for the resistance and for the encouragement and uh for getting to go on this journey with each one of you so super yeah. grateful man right on oh and i told you this already but um i sent you i sent you a gift it's for the for the baby the baby's going to be able to use it at some point but it's also going to be beneficial to the other two little ones and you're going to like it so it should be there sunday so keep an eye out for that awesome man grateful thank you yeah man all right dude i'll, all right. Uh, love you. I'll talk to you later love you man peace yeah. thanks for listening guys so rollers and mother Ah. Uh.